0: You're about to listen to a true story told live because this is True Stories Live. Brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. Jane Duffield-Bish. Thank you. Hi, um... This is an everyday tale of old people and internet dating. So what could possibly go wrong, I don't hear you ask. Well, this all started about four and a half years ago. A friend of mine mentioned Guardian Soulmates, and I thought, maybe I could do that. So I gave it a go, and it all seemed to go surprisingly well. I met a bloke, we seemed well-matched, and I thought maybe it was going to last forever. Unfortunately, he turned out to be a manipulative lying bastard, so that's a whole other story but the upshot is um August 2020 I found myself um online dating again and um at this point I think I was fairly realistic I think um I did not ca- count on the demand for short scatty 60 something widows to be overwhelming but uh, nonetheless I thought maybe I'd meet someone that um I could have a good time with so Guardian Soulmates are closed by this time so I signed up to classic romance and um, I was expecting to be in the virtual midst of lots of gentle sonata loving souls Um, so I was a bit perplexed when I found myself looking at lots of photos of men toting guns and um Men leaning proudly against shining, big shiny cars and men whose profiles very irritatingly seem to be banging on about wokery and um, political correctness. So this is a bit strange. But I then discovered that actually Classic FM shares a platform called The Dating Lab with other organisations like Motor Weekly <laughs> and Shooting Times... <laughs> And the Daily Telegraph. So that kind of explains a little bit. Anyway, it's only a little bit deterred. So I got on with um, writing my profile. And I thought, right, I'm going to be really clear about things. So the first three lines of my profile were socialist, atheist, feminist. So I then started getting messages from people with headlines like Welsh vicar seeking... Feminine lady with traditional values. Okay? And then I got a message from someone said, I'm a Tory, but I don't mind that you're left-wing. Would you like to meet for coffee? So my, my first lesson was, don't count on people actually reading your profile. And if they do read your profile, don't count on them taking it in the slightest bit seriously. So... I'm looking at other people's photos and I'm thinking I need to be a little bit open-minded about this. It's probably not reasonable to totally dismiss someone just because they've got an excessive number of buttons open on their shirt, (laughs) or or because there's a glimpse of Artex coving in one of their photos. but unfortunately, experience taught me pretty quickly that I should follow my gut feelings and that those first impressions, well, I couldn't count on those first impressions being less than about 98% accurate. Um, so, so that was that. Then I started reading people's profiles. And any of you who've done this will know that you come up with the same, you come up with the same things over and over again. So all these people tell, tell me that, their friends would describe them as considerate and caring, Um, and then they tell me that they're a glass-half-full person, and they're all very tactile, which was slightly worrying. Um, Then when they talk about the kind of person they're looking for, you come up with the same things over and again. They all want ladies, not women, which I found a bit odd. And uh, a lot of them wanted ladies who look after themselves. Well, I'm thinking, I haven't got a living carer or a valet, so... (laughs) So that's all right. Um, so that was that. Um, there's some of them, sort of the original ones, they could kind of like be even more wa- worrying. And some of them are so outrageous that I thought, well, I just couldn't let that go. Um, one particular bloke said that um, you needed to be size 10 or 12. So I thought, God, that's not okay. So I'm going to have a little bit of fun here. So he liked my profile. So I I sent him a message saying thank you so much for the like, and I've looked at your profile. Fascinating. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we're not a match, because I'm only size eight. and uh, So did he notice that he was having the proverbial taken out of him? Absolutely not. So, so the, the, the lesson there for me is don't count on people being reasonable, and certainly don't count on them noticing if you are actually taking the piss out of them. Anyway... So things did progress with one or two people to a conversation and um, sometimes even to a second conversation. Um, one instance where that didn't happen uh, was I spoke to a chap who looked like, looked like we might have a few things in common. He looked reasonable. Um, after 10 minutes on the phone, I realised absolutely not. couldn't get off the phone for like another 40 minutes. But luckily it was left that I would call him. So. Um, Obviously, I wasn't going to. Um, then I'm at a book club meeting um, with my friends, and I forgot to put my phone on silent. And my phone starts going mental with WhatsApp messages. I wonder what on earth was going on. After the, the meeting ended, my friend was giving me a lift home. I um, looked at my phone, and it took me a while to work out what was going on. But this, this chap, some, for some reason, somehow, had set up a WhatsApp group of himself and me and five other women. Okay, But it turned out that it was all the other women he'd been talking to. And I think what he'd been trying to do, he, what he thought he was doing, was just setting up a little file for himself on WhatsApp <laughs> so, that, so that he knew all these people were. He, so we're all saying, what is this? Who are you? We work out what's going on. He realised what he'd done, but he then makes the mistake of leaving the WhatsApp group but not deleting any of us. LAUGHTER So we have a great evening comparing notes and and I suggested that maybe one of us should arrange a date with him and then we all turn up, which would have been quite fun. He meanwhile is sending panicky text messages and he sent me a text message saying, I'm really sorry, I don't know how this happened. What I was trying to do was to delete all the details of all the other people I was speaking to before I spoke to you. Unfortunately, Julia and Linda got exactly the same message. (laughs) so the lesson of that is don't count on these old online dating people having a clue about about technology um now surprisingly one or two of these things did actually lead to brief um relationships and one was with a guy who was nice looking we had a lot in common we seemed to get on quite well um as i got to know him i realized that we were very different in some ways and one is that I'm very chaotic, like to be spontaneous. He organised every detail of his life down to within an inch of its life. And um, didn't do spontaneity, had a schedule for everything, had lists for everything, and and I kind of had to make an appointment to speak to him. And uh, once I rang him without an appointment, and uh, it ended very badly... Um, And uh, he asked me um, to let him know in advance next time I was going to be spontaneous. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, um, so that didn't, didn't last. And th- the lesson of that is, you know, even if somebody says they want a relationship, don't count on them actually wanting to spend more than sort of half a day every third Wednesday with you. And um, certainly don't count on them prioritising talking to you above cleaning their skirting boards. So, um, so that was that. So I learned quite a lot, lots of things that you can't count on in the world of online dating. And there are a few tips that I would kind of like to share with any of these people if I could. Number one would be if you're sending a message to someone, read it before you send it, because "Dear Chloe isn't a good start if you're writing to someone called Jane. Um, (Laughter) Number two would be, it's a little bit confusing if you keep referring to your other half during your first tele- telephone conversation with someone you're speaking to from an online dating site. Um, number three, um, when you're filling in the bit on the profile where you're invited to write to rate your own looks, if you pick attractive or very attractive, then at least have the courage of your conceitedness and post a photo. Uh, number four... It is not appropriate to suggest, as a venue for a first date, a nudist caravan site in Orpington. (laughs) (laughs) So so here I am. I've met a lot of people that I really liked and I didn't fancy. And I met a lot of people who apparently liked me but but didn't fancy me. There have been countless times when I've got out of my car in the car park of a pub in some far-flung part of Norfolk, seen my date and thought, shit, this is two hours of my life that I'm never going to get back. (laughs) And there have also been times when I've thought that my heart was utterly broken, irretrievably smashed into smithereens, but, you know, generally I've been okay after about 23 hours, so so that's okay. Um, I have thought maybe I should just give up, you know, maybe it's time to buy a canary, learn to crochet, just start acting my age. Um, But... I'm not quite there, and yeah, and probably no one should count on that happening anytime soon. Thank you. <laughs> Jane Duffield Bish. Thank you so much. <laughs> True Stories Live is a story show and story finding project brought to you by L J Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre, and me, Molly Naylor. For more information about all of the work that we do, head to our website, TrueStoriesLive.co.uk. We're super grateful to be supported by Arts Council England, Norfolk County Council and Writer Centre Norwich.